Are you here? Hey, thank you for plugging in to the Paul Leslie Hour. We are elated and honored that you're here. Hey, on this episode, we present an interview with film producer and director Frank Marshall. Now, Frank Marshall has worked on some of the greatest films in cinema history. He's joining the Paul Leslie Hour to discuss his latest documentary film from Sony Pictures Classics. The picture is a Kennedy Marshall Company production entitled Jazz Fest, a New Orleans story. This fun and fascinating documentary is a celebration of 50 years of the funky and one-of-a-kind New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. It's a carousel of colors and sounds and culture you won't want to miss. Hey, real quick, the Paul Leslie Hour is made possible by people just like you. If you would, just go to www thepaulleslie.com slash support. Now, before we bring out director-producer Frank Marshall, let's take a look at that film, Jazz Fest, a New Orleans story. Shall we begin? Let's start right here. There is nothing like playing the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Nothing in the world. Welcome to 50 years of jazz for everybody. All the best musicians from around the world. 7,000 musicians on 14 stages over eight days. Music and sounds and flavors. The air is thick, not with just humidity. It's thick with culture. The world's greatest, you know, backyard barbecue. You can go see 93-year-old Dookie Chase, famous Gumbo's ears in your face. This is the real stuff. You could have been here, you could have been here. There is no such thing as separation of culture in New Orleans. It's all blended together. It's no wonder that jazz was born in this area because the people are so enthusiastic. New Orleans is nothing without its artists. It's just sinking ground, literally. After Katrina, we almost lost not only our city, but a way of life. So how do you begin to rebuild from below zero? No matter who comes, we have to put on Jazz Fest. The resurrection of spirit and will to live with great expression. All the New Orleans party people, now scream! One of the most beautiful concert experiences I've ever had. The music was cleansing the city and just showing everything's going to be all right. That's why I came here. There's a soul in this city. Life's to be enjoyed, not endured. And there's a lot of that. Who came to party? This can only happen in New Orleans. That's the magic of the festival. Happy Jazz Fest! We're going to go out there and jam. We'll see y'all out there tonight. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's a great pleasure having you tune in, and I'm very, very honored to have our special guest on this episode. He is someone I've wanted to talk to for a long time. A lot of you know I'm a lover of movies, and we're joined by Frank Marshall, film producer and director, a five-time Academy Award nominee, 
He has made so many movies that I love, including my all-time favorite. He was the producer on Paper Moon. There's just too many to name. But there's something very exciting, folks, and it's called Jazz Fest, a New Orleans story from Sony Classic Pictures, and it is a Kennedy Marshall production. A lot of movies, people will say, this is a movie for everyone. And it rarely is. But in this case, this is truly a movie. If you're a human being, if you're alive, you're going to enjoy it. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's my pleasure. It's uh, nice to see you, Paul, and uh, happy to be on the show. It's an honor. So what got the inspiration flowing for this movie, Jazz Fest? How did the initial idea come? Well, I'm a big music fan. I grew up in a musical family, so I've, I've loved music my whole life. And uh, one of my very good friends is um, a fellow named Jimmy Buffett, uh, who you may have heard of. And uh, I was out on the road with Jimmy back in uh, 2018, I guess it was, and we were at a concert that he was doing in Denver uh, with the Eagles. And afterwards, everybody gathers together, and uh, I was sitting around in the green room, and there was this fellow there that he introduced me to, and his name was Quint Davis. And Quint Davis uh, is one of the co-founders of Jazz Fest, and we were sitting around talking, and as I said, that was back in 2018, and the 50th anniversary of Jazz Fest was about to occur in 2019. Uh, I had never been to Jazz Fest. I had heard about it. I knew of it, but I had never been. And he said, well, not only should you come, but we'd like to do something special for this anniversary, you know, a film, a doc, a short, uh, something to celebrate the 50th anniversary. And I said, well, let's see what we can do. And the rest is history. That Quint Davis is just full of great ideas, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell me, you know, it must have been just watching it a very fun movie to make. Is that so? Yes, it was. It was fun, but it was a challenge because we had to, you know, cover eight days of performances. There's, I think, 7000 musicians and you know, 28 stages or something, but uh, it was very fun. It was very hot. That's the other thing. Um, you know, New Orleans in the in the late spring, uh, early summer. But it was so fun because you're constantly being challenged by different sounds and flavors. Hmm. Yeah, flavors too. Don't watch this movie if you're hungry. <laughs> yeah, it's multi musical. Uh, multi-cultural uh, and uh, multi-flavorful. Oh, yeah. Well, your experiences at Jazz Fest or in New Orleans, has there been something that you have eaten that was ahead of the pack? It knocked your socks off. Well, it's a pretty simple New Orleans dish, but I'd say there are two. Fried oysters, which I'd never had till I was at. And then my real favorite is the gumbo. I mean, oh, yeah. I... That that was my all-time favorite. Got to respect those answers, that's for sure. So tell, tell me about this. There are so many musical moments in the film that are just astonishing. For me personally, I won't uh, divulge too much, but 
the Aaron Neville thing, just that was worth the, you know, it's just really incredible. Well, well, thanks, Paul. I, I think what that really makes me happy because one of the things I tried to do, you know, we only had a hundred minutes, uh, you know, and I, I could have done a six part series of this, of this festival. So we really had to choose our moments and Aaron Neville uh, has traditionally closed the festival. And so I really felt it was special to just let him close the festival the way it, it has been for years and, and not cut away and not interrupt it and just let the music play and deliver its goods. So, you know, there's a lot of that in, in here where I really felt it was important to stay with the artist and not, you know, yes, we have editing, but, but not really do a music video. I, I wanted people to be able to see the artist performing and to feel their soul and the, the musicality and the performance that all these artists put into their music. You know, I just, or I just listened to the special that you did on the Judy Carmichael jazz-inspired oh. show, which was really excellent. Uh, featuring, oh, thanks. That yeah, was fun. Great show. <laughs> you know, you touch on something that's a really important part of the, f- the film. I think Jazz Fest is this festival where it really shows that every type of music has a place. There's everything in this movie from traditional Cajun music to traditional New Orleans jazz. It's all in there and it all manages to somehow fit. Yeah, I I think that's the important thing about the festival. It's diversity. You know, music, music's a universal language. And I think that that's what you find at Jazz Fest. It's not just jazz. It's everything from, you know, rock to blues to gospel to Zydeco to marching bands. There's, there's every kind of music and it's uh, possible to enjoy them all. And I think, you know, th- that's why uh, it was important, not important to me, not only to look back at the uh, great artists that had been there and coming back, but to look forward at the artists that are up and coming, because I think that New Orleans cultivates those those new artists and that new kind of music, you know, with Tank and the Bangas and and Boyfriend and and, you know, you, you, we've all seen uh, Earth, Wind and Fire and and uh, Katy Perry. But when we discover somebody like Samantha Fish, that's incredible. And I also think important. And she is amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Great footage of her in that in this film. So it's going to be opening in New York and Los Angeles. For that person who's sitting in the audience, the 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 guy or girl in the seat, when they leave this film, what is it that you want them to walk away with or think differently? It's really a message of hope that the world can come together. Everybody, shapes, sizes, colors, whatever, under an umbrella of music and hope. It's a celebration of, of what we can do together and to believe and enjoy celebrating life. And I think that's what it is for me. Uh, in another sense, it's a, a cure for COVID. <laughs> it's kind of the antidote for what we've been going through for for the last few years here. Just celebrate, come out, enjoy yourself, let things go, 
and leave the theater uh, on a happy note. Well put. Now, two of the characters that people are going to see in the film, uh, the late founder uh, of Jazz Fest, the late George Ween, and then also you get to see this guy, Quint Davis. You literally see him in this movie grow up because it shows him as a young guy and he's partying like crazy, you know, leading the, the, the parade. And then he has had 50 years of witnessing this incredible festival. Tell us a little bit about these two guys. What about them do you think their soul could lead to such an incredible festival? Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Paul, because I, I actually hadn't thought about it, that we do see uh, Quint Davis grow up. <laughs> and uh, as I say, I had the pleasure of meeting him uh, four years ago now, and he's he's a good friend. I just saw him at Jazz Fest two week, weekends ago, had dinner. But it is, I think it's an example of trying to find something that you want to do in life that you love. Um, he loved music. George Ween was smart enough to pick him out of the crowd. He was, I think he was at LSU. Uh, he just came in as a, as a PA. And as George Ween says, I just threw him in the water to see if he could swim. <laughs> and, and Quint took that challenge because he loved New Orleans and he loved music. And he wanted to um, create something or help create something that would tell the rest of the world that story. And when you you also see um, George Ween sort of mature over all these years, he, he also started a Newport Folk Festival. So he didn't want them to be like that. He wanted it to be a special festival. He wanted a festival that was unique to New Orleans. And, you know, what better to make it about than jazz, because jazz was born there. And and also, when you go on these little uh, journeys of making documentaries, the thing that appeals to me most is the freedom and the discovery. And we didn't know there was footage of George Ween at the first festival uh, that had sound. And he brought up Mahalia Jackson, who made that great speech. I mean, those are the joyful moments for me to see the two of them 50 years ago and then how they grew up during this festival, both of them, uh, until today. So uh, that was pretty great. There's so many things like this, like, you know, just everything from uh, footage to stills of people like Fats Domino. And, uh, you know, it's just all of the New Orleans greats. And then everybody who was influenced by New Orleans music, which is pretty much all of American music as a yeah, whole. Yeah, I, I mean, B.B. King... You've got, um, you know, so many examples also going back, you know, when we have Irma Thomas, you know, she'd been there since the early 70s. She hadn't missed one. <laughs> Incredible. Now, there's one artist that I would be remiss if I didn't mention. I'll never forget this article that appeared in the Miami Herald, and it was called King of Carnival. And it was about, of course, Jimmy Buffett. Ah. <laughs> and Quint said... Nobody has really done more to promote Jazz Fest. You know, he brings in people and he's always talking about Jazz Fest. Tell us a little bit about Mr. Buffett. Well, I think that the, the important thing for Jimmy is he really, he also grew up in New Orleans. Uh, he got his first gig there 
Uh, he, he, you know, he really was a child of the Mardi Gras, as you said. Um, he grew up in uh, Alabama. He was born in Mississippi. So he's a Southern boy. But but New Orleans is really important to him and his in his musical history. Um, he really got his uh, feet wet there and and started his journey to where he is today. And I think that he feels like going back is like going back home. And he really loves to support the festival and all of the great music and artists that come out of it. And and he's, uh, you know, as Quint said, he's he's being been a big promoter of it all these years, probably the biggest. And he also helps get some of these groups and, and people there. But he just loves Jazz Fest, loves New Orleans, and uh, it's a special place for him. And he always just wants to help uh, get the, you know, awareness uh, that it deserves. Well, my last question as we wrap up here is quite a doozy, I must say. Uh, <laughs> when people look at this body of work, all of the films that you have had a hand in from producing, directing, it is quite a list of movies and movies that have made a big impact on people's hearts. When somebody looks at that name, when they see Frank Marshall a hundred years from now, what would you hope people say? I would hope they say he was a great storyteller. I love telling stories. I love telling different types of stories and to be able to do what you want in life and enjoy it and have so much fun that it's not work is a blessing. And for me, it's all about the stories. And so I hope that people a hundred years from now uh, enjoy the stories that I've told or helped tell. Great. So for anybody out there, they want to see this movie. What do they need to know? They need to know that it is opening in uh, movie theaters. Uh, time to go back to the theaters. Sony Pictures Classic has been uh, nice enough to hold this until we were able to go back into the movies. It's open right now in L.A. and New York at several screens, opening this weekend wider in, uh, in several cities like San Francisco and Chicago. And then on June 3rd, it's opening nationally. It'll be in 300 different screens. So just check the, uh, you know, Google Sony Classics or, or Jazz Fest in New Orleans story, and you'll see where to get a ticket in a theater near you. And then eventually it'll, it'll come on to the streamers, but that's not going to be for a while. So let's all go back to the movies. Right. Put, put on a Mardi Gras shirt and some beads and go, to the, go see this movie, folks. Yeah, it really needs to be seen and heard on the big screen. I can't wait. Well, Frank Marshall, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Great to speak with you, Paul, and uh, always a pleasure. Uh, have a great day. Same to you. Bye now. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, the entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. 
End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.